Basic Christianity, Part 4. Where do I go and where do I start in reading the Bible? For new Christians or Christians who've never made it a habit to read Scripture, I would suggest that you start off reading in the Gospel of John. Read through John slowly and carefully. Don't be in a hurry. And that would be true of any scripture we read at any time. Read through it straight through in whatever time you have. Make time. Read, read. I would say read at least a chapter a day. And read through it at least twice, maybe three times with nothing but reading. And then I would go back to it. And as I went through it even more slowly with a notepad and pen in hand, I would begin to ask questions such as, what what do you mean here, God? Help me to know what you mean. Uh, things such as, here God is promising me whatever it may be. Here is a commandment where God has told me I, I must do something, and you write down that commandment. Or here is a place where God says I'm prohibited from doing something. I must not do something. We certainly need to, to write those things down. We need to look for where God repeats himself. Uh, if God says something more than once, then that's something that he wants us to pay even more attention to. Take your time, go through, and make these notes. And then as you start to feel more and more comfortable then I would suggest that the next two books you focus on, which, again, I would suggest maybe at the same time, read a chapter from Genesis and a chapter from Romans. Now, Genesis is a much longer book than Romans, so you may read through Romans several times while you read through Genesis. But these are two of the most foundational books in all of Scripture. Uh, one of my mentors once told me that if you had a good understanding of Genesis and Romans, then you had a basic grip of the whole picture of God and his interaction with people, what God has called us to do and who he's called us to be, and how to live this life of following Christ Jesus. So I certainly suggest following that path. Then begin to read carefully through all four of what are known as the Gospels, the good news, and that would be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's important to read the Old Testament just like the New Testament. Uh, 
The Old Testament does not go away with the New Testament. In fact, when Jesus, uh, after his resurrection, interacted with two of his followers, uh, that's in Luke chapter 24, I believe, on while they were walking to a village called Emmaus, he walked along with them and he showed to them all the things in the Old Testament that pointed forward to him. Uh, the entire Bible is the full counsel of God. Another uh, two books that I think we ought to probably read every day is to read something from the Psalms and something from Proverbs every day. And there's an simple and excellent ways to read through these. Proverbs, for example, uh, you just read whatever proverb matches the day of the month. And then for Psalms, you can do the same and for the second month, you can start over with, for example, uh, instead of one, you can start over with 31 and 32 and 33 on the first, second, and third days of the month and so forth. Continue to read through, read through carefully, asking questions, making notes, always relying on the Holy Spirit to guide us in what we do and, and how we do it in terms of our reading of the Scripture and listening to God. Then a, a whole other aspect of reading the Word of God is praying the Word of God. Now, we're going to come back to prayer as our next topic. But praying the Word of God is an excellent way to pray because when we pray the word of God back to God, we know that we are praying in accordance with God's will because we're praying in accordance with the very words of God. Then the word of God needs to, to be hidden in our heart. Uh, Psalm 119, I think verse 11 um, says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. To hide the word of God in our heart is to begin to memorize scripture. And there are some scriptures that I think are foundational that we should should memorize. And I think those would be uh, Genesis 1.1. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. John chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. Uh, John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Uh, Matthew chapter 22 verses 36 through 40, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Romans chapter 3, verses 23, 
chapter 6, verses 23, chapter 5, verse 8, chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, chapter 8, verse 1, chapter 8, verses 28 and 29, chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, Romans chapter 12, John chapter 15, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, and chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14, James chapter 1, verses 19 through 20, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, Galatians chapter 2, verses 16, Galatians chapter 2, verses 20, Psalm 119, verse 11, and verse 105, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 7, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 16, 1 John 1, 7 through 9, 1 John 5, 11 through 15, John 14, 27, Isaiah 26, 3, Isaiah 53, verses 5 through 6, 1 Peter 1, 3, Psalm 1, Psalm 23, Psalm 100, Revelation 4, 11, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, 1 Peter 5, 7, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, verses 11 through 12, and verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, and Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. I want to change now from uh, the Word of God to prayer. Prayer uh, rises out of the Word of God, and prayer gives birth to a stronger desire to know and read and to think on the Word of God. In fact, thinking on the Word of God is an excellent way of prayer. I have heard it said or read that you can do much more than pray after you've prayed, but until we've prayed, we can do nothing more than pray. 
Prayer is communication with God. It involves listening, hearing, and it also involves speaking. Uh, We think of prayer as us talking and God listening, but prayer is really not as much a conversation as it is a relationship. The end goal of prayer is not for us to get God to do what we want God to do, but for God to accomplish his will and his purposes in our lives, as well as in the lives of those for whom we pray. It has been said that before you speak to someone about God, you should speak to God about that person or about a group of persons. Uh, in one of those verses that uh, I suggested you memorize, First uh, Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen, it says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus." Pray without ceasing. Well, wait a minute. How can I pray all the time? I have to eat. I have to sleep. My understanding, and I'm telling you my understanding, and you should check what I say against the Word of God, uh, is that he is suggesting an attitude of prayer and that all things that we encounter or we have to make decisions about, which is virtually everything, that we should pray about it, that we should be looking to God in prayer regularly, uh, daily, and even multiple times a day. There is no such thing as praying too much. There is no such thing as communicating with God more than we ought to. When we're reading Scripture, we're listening to God, and that is a part of praying. When we're praying back Scripture, we're speaking to God, and that is a part of prayer. When the disciples, you can find this in uh, Matthew chapter 6, when the disciples uh, asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, He used these words to open. He said, when you pray, pray like this. When you pray. Prayer is not an option for a few extra spiritual Christians. Prayer is basic Christianity for all Christians that we should be prayerful about all things at all times for all time. We can know this, that 100% of the prayers we do not pray will not be answered. Let me say that again. All of the prayers we do not pray will not be answered. God tells us uh, to ask, seek, and knock. If, if we want to hear from God, if we want to receive from God, then God is more than ready. We need to ask. On the other side, 
is 100% of the prayers we pray according to the will of God will be answered in the perfect time and in the perfect way according to the perfect will of God. And some might think, well, what if I don't like what God decides? Well, that's some somewhat of a conundrum or a or a point of confusion because the will of God is best and so do you want what you want or do you want what's best of course our flesh always wants what our flesh wants but to to receive what is truly valuable is to receive uh, and see done the will of God God's will is always the best. When we get things done our way, you can count on the fact that it will not go well. It may look well for a time, but it will be running into problems and the wheels will come off, so to speak. We we should pray first by honoring God for who he is for reflecting that God is God and we are not, that we desperately need him and he does not need us. So we start off with with praise and worship. And, and what we're saying there is not so much what our words are, but where our heart is, that we have a heart for honoring God and trusting God, and loving God, and seeing God honored in all things. Uh, Jesus says it like this, and he doesn't say pray these words, but he says pray like this when you pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. We're acknowledging that he is not my father, but our father, that we are part of a body, and that body is called the body of Christ. And he is our father. He is our heavenly father. And he has adopted us when we're born again in Christ Jesus. He has adopted us into uh, his family. We become children of God. All people are created by God, but not all people are children of God until and unless they receive the gift of eternal life by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Then he says, uh, pray like this, give us this day our daily bread. God is our provider in all things. So when we look to God and acknowledge that we need him and we need his help, we need what he provides, our daily bread, meaning all that's needed for that day, both physically, spiritually, and and in every other way, uh, that's what we're praying. And then... Forgive us our sins or our debts as we have forgiven others. 
we need to daily and sometimes more frequently than daily, in fact, I would say every day more frequently than just daily but multiple times, ask God to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. One of those verses that I suggested we memorize from 1 John chapter 1, paraphrasing, says something like, uh, if you claim that you hadn't sinned, you're not telling the truth. But if we confess our sins, acknowledge that we have sinned, God will cleanse us of that sin. Now, as an aside, and we've touched on this before, when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for sin in full, past, present, and future. So our sins are covered. When we're born again, our sins are covered and we are clothed with the righteousness of Christ Jesus. But our ongoing sin that we all struggle with because of our old nature, our flesh, which our new creation spiritually is still wrestling every day with this flesh. And so we need to um, ask God to forgive us and help us in this daily battle with our flesh. And then when he says, and, and just one other note on that, what happens when, when a born-again believer sins, that does not separate us from God. We don't lose our place with God. We continue to be his children. We continue to be born again. But our fellowship with God is interrupted, and so we want that fellowship restored as soon as possible. It's not God that's gone anywhere. He never leaves us, but it is us who have turned our backs by disobeying our Heavenly Father. So we want to keep that fellowship uh, going and, and strong, and so we want to keep a short account. But we also need to forgive others. If God has forgiven us all the things that we've done and Christ died for us, then we certainly can, sh should, and, and must forgive others whatever they've done to us. For whatever they've done to us will never approach what we've done to God because our sin, my sin, your sin, the sin of all people, place Jesus on the cross it was for for us that he died and gave his life that we might have life he says i have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly we pray for others it's called intercessory prayer where we pray for leaders in the community in the church in the world where we pray for other Christians, uh, praying uh, according to the scripture that, that all would grow and mature in Christ and that we would become one and we would uh, act in unity under the leadership of Christ as instructed by the Holy Spirit in each of our lives in accordance with the word of God and the ways of God. We should intercede for people who are going through hard times, the, the least of these, those who are down and out, those who are sick, those who are experiencing great tragedy and difficulty. We should pray for all people at all times about all things. 
We, we pray for our continued growth in Christ and for Christ to be honored in our lives and in our bodies. Uh, Jesus gives a, a good example of the model of prayer, how to pray, more so than what specifically to pray. But prayer should be an integral part of our daily lives uh, every day with, without failure. Uh, for us to see a move of God in our world today and in our own lives and in the lives of those we love and care for and in the lives of those we don't even know, then that's going to happen when we pray. Our failure to pray is hindering what God wants to accomplish because he's told each of us to pray without ceasing. There's so much more we could say about prayer as well as the Word of God and reading the Word of God and thinking on the Word of God, and those two are, are completely interrelated. But I, I think we've covered enough to get a good, strong flavor of what God is calling us to. God is calling us to Christ-likeness, and Jesus uh, knew the Word of God and he prayed frequently about essentially everything. He is our model here, and we should follow him in this example. Amen. God bless you. Have a great, great day. Thank you for being here.